Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Shraddha Varma. She is the co-founder of Fusia. How are you doing today, Shraddha? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your incredible story and journey. I'm really anxious and excited to have you here. So thank you very much for making the time. I appreciate you and I'm really looking forward to jumping in and speaking about your story. I'm absolutely pleased to be a part of it. <laughs> so Shraddha, as mentioned, you are the co-founder of Fusia, a passionate leader and creative thinker. You're a huge advocate for gender equality for women's empowerment and an ambitious entrepreneur. What were you doing for a career before you co-founded Fusia? Well, Brad, to be honest, I was totally in a different path. I was a marketing person. I was an, a marketing enthusiast. I was working in pharma sector, to be honest, okay. where I was exclusively into medicines and uh, sales, pharma sales, to be precise. Okay. Because medicines had always been an interest for me. But right. that's when I realized, you know, there is much more to my passion. And probably I think that's how things fell in place. And I ultimately ended up choosing my passion towards doing something for women. I love that. So being the co-founder of Fusia, who is the other half behind this incredible platform? And when was Fusia founded? So the story is quite interesting because my other half or uh, my partner, her name mm-hmm. is Ria Sinha. Okay. And the inception of Fusia is closely linked with how she ended up, you know, sharing a very serendipitous thought. It dates back in the year 2012 when Ria was just 11 year old girl then and she had always been an avid reader and always had been interested in writing books stories etc in fact uh, just then when she was you know just as I said 11 year old she had published a book on Amazon and the name of the book was The Runaway Twins so wow at 11 was- at 11 years old she published yes. her first book yes yes she published her first book when she was just 11 <laughs> The book's name is uh, The Runaway Twins. Okay. And she was presenting this book in a local Palo Alto bookstore in California. Okay. And it was just a random act where she was presenting and there came up a six-year-old little girl came to her saying that, hey, you know, thank you for putting up such a show and writing this book because now I have realized that what I want to do in life, I want to become a writer like you. I want to publish a story like you. 
Wow, uh, that's that's incredible. A six-year-old looking up to an 11-year-old. That's yes. phenomenal. And this entire incident created such a deep impact on Rhea that she ended up saying one day that, hey, why not? You know, why can't we influence each other through our own creative pursuits? Right. Why can more girls be influenced? Why can't more women be inspired? And this serendipitous thought actually gave us the idea of why not? Why not we create a platform like this? Yeah. Today, the world, it's a digital world ruled with social media and whatnot. Why can't we harness the power of this and create something where uh, women, girls, you know, find a space to express themselves freely and inspire each other? Amazing. <laughs> so... From the time that she did that reading in Palo Alto, Mm -hmm. how far along before Fuja was actually started then after that meeting? And how did you come into the picture? So we started this, you know, after this entire incident, we started something called a Fuja Writing Club, which was just meant for schoolgirls to showcase their essays and compositions, poetries, etc. in Palo Alto. So we started very small and very focused to a specific group there. And that's when after a few years in 2014, I -hmm. came into the picture realizing where, you know, this is not just the only set of individuals who needs to be empowered. There are a lot many people, not just in Palo Alto, but also in other different states, in different continents, in different countries. And in fact, in India, I could relate myself that I also would want to make myself be a part of such a platform where I'm able to showcase my interests, my passions. Right. So this entire thought, we, you know, we gave it a thought, we, a lot of brainstorming sessions. And that's when we came across an expanded version of Fusia where we opened it for all forms of creative expressions, because we realized that creativity and expression is not just restricted to a set of schoolgirls. Right. We realize that it's women across the globe. And this is very common because I've realized, especially coming from a country like India, we tend to underestimate our potential. Okay. Women in general are very hesitant to be themselves. I don't think that a lot of them are also understanding the power of self-acceptance. Right. So uh, considering all these issues and the facts and figures, from different parts of the world, we realize that this is a real issue and we should make it more big and open to all where they can feel free to be themselves. And in 2015, we finally launched Fusia.com, which was the expanded, or I'll say the holistic version of a platform, yeah, a global brand for drive women empowerment and gender equality through the power of creativity, community, and inspiration. Amazing. So how did you and Ria meet? How did you guys cross paths? So Ria has been my, you know, a long distance relative, you can say. Okay. So we used to, you know, talk a lot. Plus, you know, she used to look at me for a lot of uh, mentorships and, you know, a lot of advice. And of course, she was always intrigued with what happens in India because she has been born and brought up in the US. Right. So Yeah, India always fascinated her. Okay. So can you share with us how you came up with the name? Where does the name come from for for your platform? Right. So the entire concept of Fusia was around creating a platform which enables fusion of culture and ideas. Ah. And through the word of fusion, 
we coined the term fuchsia. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. I think it's phenomenal. How has fuchsia evolved to where it is now from, I mean, you guys have come a long way. Yeah. So to be honest, right now, when I look back, it's been an amazing journey. We started like we were just two of us. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, Ria was still in high school. So yeah. you know, technically, I was the one who was supposed to do everything from the scratch. We just started with an imagination or a thought and now giving it a shape into a product, building my team, creating that real you know, website, how the user experience should look like, what people should do here. So entirely a roller coaster ride. And today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's been a lot of learning, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know, imagine that you are just given an idea and that's it. You need to now make it big. <laughs> so, <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, so that that's how, uh, you know, I started, of course, a lot, a lot of learnings in this entire journey. I started with hiring some two, three people who can accompany me building this platform. Yeah. And then working towards the product, how the entire website and platform should look like. Yeah. And then finally creating a community through the power of social media, because I think this is the age where social media is everywhere, especially when it comes to the Gen Z and the millennials right now. For sure, for sure. Now, so how today many... we have a community grown to whopping 5 million plus uh, <laughs> across 35 plus countries. That is incredible. 5 million global followers. Uh, in in such a short period of time too, what do you attribute that growth factor to in such a short amount of time? Because as you said, yes, you started back in 2012 and the focus was mainly young girls in school, but you really put forth an effort and really started growing it in 2014, 2015. So that's really only, yes, the company has been going since 2012, but really it's only six years that you've really put so much effort into that's a that's huge growth in such a short period of time right absolutely and one of the reason why which i feel worked in favor for us is we constantly made sure that we are listening to our audience because that's when we realize that this problem that we are addressing the solution that we are offering the platform that we are making it available for women especially Mm -hmm. they are actually finding it valuable a lot of people want to vent out. A lot of women want to pursue their passion. So this became their vent to yeah. follow. I'm blown away by the incredible growth and that much. Well, Brad, you know, even I was absolutely shocked when I see <laughs> a lot of traffic, especially coming from, you know, of course, not only just India, but also Pakistan, Morocco, Egypt, Bangladesh, Nepal, United States, United Kingdom and uh, Algeria. All these people, all the traffic coming here, you know, sharing what they have in mind, sharing what they want to pursue, you know, someone yeah. coming up on the platform saying that, hey, I'm an engineering graduate, but I love writing poetry. So this is one piece that I've written or an MBBS or a doctor who is coming onto the platform saying that, hey, you know, I make good doodles, you know, check, yeah. check out. My so that's when we realized how people are connecting people, in fact, connected with each other who yeah. shared passion. That's the kind of fusion of culture and ideas that I was envisioning, that we were envisioning. And that's what I saw that it's happening. Gradually, people are making it into or converting Fusion into real supportive community. 
I love it. Absolutely incredible. The fusion of culture, the fusion of people, people from all walks of life. It's amazing. Absolutely. All brought yeah. together by the power of social media and, and this platform that you've created. How big is your team now? Because you, you started out just you and Rhea. So where's your yes. team at now? How many people do you have working for Fusion? Today, today we are a team of 40 people. Wow. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Congratulations. From, all these team members are, you know, some are from India, some are yeah. from Bangladesh, Pakistan, United States, and a couple of them are from Morocco and Egypt. Amazing. So having that size of a following, I mean, that is obviously a huge responsibility to be held accountable for. How do you deal with that responsibility? Because you got your team, not just you, your team is responsible for creating content to help empower millions of users and followers on your platform. Does it ever overwhelm you? To be honest, initially, yes. And there are times when I feel overwhelmed. But do you know what? What happens is work doesn't seem like work. It just feels like, okay, you know, this is what I am. This is a regular life. I don't even realize that I'm getting overwhelmed at times. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just the thing. It just gets me motivated if I see any kind of uh, feedback that comes in from someone or uh, maybe a, a mail from one of the users. You know, just brings a big smile. It just motivates me to do more. Yeah. And um, we're always, I think, of course, we do make sure there are specific, I'll say, me time allotted. But yeah, <laughs> because that's ultimately something that peps me up or brings in new ideas. For sure. But yeah, yes. But I think the word overwhelmed is, only comes when you are, you know, in fact, I, I should say that the word overwhelms shouldn't come if you love the work that you're doing. Very true. Very true. Where would you like to take Fusia? Where do you, where would you like to see it in the next, say, three to five years? In the next three to five years, I see this platform grow into a huge supportive community of women who are not only skilled, but also, you know, a learning hub for them where mm-hmm. they can nurture their skills and ultimately find a way to become independent, economically independent as well. So when we talk about empowerment, it's not just about empowering them to use their creative voices, but also economically empower them. Okay. Now, do you guys offer classes and and masterminds and things like that as well for the women that are members of Fusia? So we do offer a lot of skill development classes, workshops for them, because we know that these are women who are not only passionate and want to do something, but they are always ready to learn and upskill themselves. So on Future, we have a separate section, which is only about masterclass and workshops, expert webinars, where they can learn different skills to nurture their current skills. Maybe they can learn some new art forms or, you know, even learn something that they want to pursue in their career. Right. And not just that, we not only provide the support, but we also help them get a lot of live freelance projects. Oh, amazing. Now, is there different levels of, I'm assuming this is a membership type thing, right? For Fusia? Well, no, this is oh. absolutely free. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is free for every person who wants to grow, who wants to build their own identity and for every person who wants to support each other. Oh, that's incredible. Wow. What an amazing resource. Now, the master classes and things like that, is that those, those aren't free, are they? A lot of our master classes are free. A couple oh, okay. of them, we do charge a nominal fee, like $2 or $5 kind okay. of thing. 
that's it because the main idea for us is to make learning accessible to every person on the earth right create community yes i love it just the power of community creativity learning you're creating an environment which is supportive and filled with knowledge sharing and that's the reason why today we have a community with so many talented people which has now enabled us to work and partner with a lot of entrepreneurs businesses and consulting companies with their marketing needs and solutions that is phenomenal wow shrada you should be very very proud of what you and ria have created and grown to what it is now that is absolutely incredible Now, I know that in India, typically speaking, there are some preconceived notions on the role of women. So with you starting up a platform created to empower women and being a woman yourself, did you have any challenges or adversity that you faced? And if so, how did you deal with that? Absolutely. I think I did. In fact, I come from a a family background, which has always been towards the conservative side where they consider women to pursue careers which are mostly towards teaching or human resource or you know these kind of you know there are some set career paths that people expect or the society expects if I put that in that way right whereas when I chose I have always been a rebel so (laughs) I am so I am lucky to be uh, you know with my parents because they have now gotten accustomed with my kind of (laughs) with your rebel attitude they have been very much liberal and pretty much open-minded. Mm. So when I say rebel, you know, the kind of rebel I am is, uh, so I have a brother, okay? Right. I have a younger Okay. And I could see like right from my young ages where uh, whenever we used to have birthday parties and we used to get gifts. Yeah. I always used to observe that why is my brother getting gifts like cars yeah. and I'm getting gifts like dolls. <laughs> <laughs> And I always used to rebel saying like, no, I would want to get a car for myself. I don't want to I don't want to play with it. So I think right from the start, this has been, you know, in my mind in terms of what equality should be like, right. uh, you know, what a boy should be like and what a girl should be like. I was like having this kind of clear cut bifurcation that there is nothing called as this is only meant for a girl or this is only meant for a boy. I love it. And having grown up in this kind of a environment, and when I chose to choose a path which is all entrepreneurial, yeah. full of risk, of course, I did see a lot of questions coming from my family. Maybe you know because there is a lot of risk. They were you know kind of trying to understand if I'm really, really convinced to go ahead and take this plunge. Right. Right. But then, yes, I was pretty much convinced, and I felt that I am a girl who likes to take up challenges. Yeah. And, and if I take that challenge i also want to accomplish it right and that's the example i want to set it for people that if you are having an objective if you're having some kind of an ambition you should accomplish it and i want to be that girl who accomplishes her ambition as well i was going to say that you, you are an incredible role model for other women to say that hey you know what we don't have to follow the path that is preconceived for women here we can do whatever we want to if we set our minds to it and put the work in, you are a perfect example of that. So kudos to you for doing that. That's, that's also another huge responsibility on you to be that role model and set that example for other women to follow. I think it's amazing. Thank you. And I, and I truly believe that, you know, if you don't want to follow a path that is set 
by the society for you mm-hmm. create your own path and the best happiness that i actually get today is when you know when people from my community from our platform you know comes to us saying that you know hey i was able to land a, an internship or i was able to land a job thanks to you know the kind of training that we got here or thanks to the kind of guidance that we received from the experts in fusia this makes my day because i have seen these people grow when these first started in the community and how they have been groomed so that itself makes my day oh i'm sure it does that's got to be an incredible feeling so yep. let me ask you keeping with this theme i come from a corporate background so even here in north america i've seen women not being treated as the same as men in terms of in the corporate world not getting equal pay for doing the same job as their male counterparts or not enough women in c suite level positions in these big corporations so it's this still this old 1940s mentality right. of the old boys club yeah we're starting to see a shift in mindset with a lot more women moving into entrepreneurship what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women run businesses and what kind of a shift are you seeing in terms of of women making the jump into entrepreneurship and why do you think we're that shift is starting to happen i believe that over the last few decades there has you know there as you said there has been a lot of preconceived notions and in fact we have not really really developed in a lot of areas when i talk about women stepping into the entrepreneurial area or entrepreneurial sector i feel that that's only because at some point they are not been given the right opportunities and they want to spread their wings now right now even the percentage is less i feel that there should be a lot many women doing this but even if there is a good you know Two to three percent people who are kind of realizing their power and inner strengths. You know that's only because now they have realized that if they jump into or they take the plunge into entrepreneurship, they can create a hell lot of difference in the world uh-huh. by leading and creating an ecosystem of leaders. supporting leaders and empowering other people. So I'll say that empowered women empower women, yeah. and if, if those little chunk. of women who have actually realized their potentials now are entering and which i have seen that right now the kind of mindset that i have seen in the people they want to do something on their own yeah although i won't say that the percentage is very high but there is a good i'll say an improvement mm-hmm. uh, in the mindset of people and i feel that eventually we should be <laughs> at this stage where we are an open world for everyone where empowered women empower women and eventually empowering the entire world. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that yes, again, I agree with you the shift is starting to happen, but I think we still have a long way to go. We have a long way to go, no doubt. No doubt we have a long way to go and you know this change is not very quick. We cannot yeah. have a change very quickly. So, you know, it's always good to accept the fact i mean this is the reality the change is not going to happen very quick right it will happen just from people like us people who are probably already empowered or who have already realized because they are the ones who can lead that change yeah yeah trata what drives or motivates and inspires you to keep going to keep pushing and excelling at all that you do the only motivation for me right now is my dream so every time I, when i wake up I know that there are a lot of things I have to accomplish. This is my dream. So what I have done is I have set a milestone for myself mm-hmm. that this is where I want to reach. And every day that's my motivation. That how many steps 
closer I'm getting to that. And that's what keeps me motivated. Amazing. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I believe in myself. <laughs> and that's the superpower. <laughs> that's because a big one. I, I absolutely know that, you know, and I've realized that there are going to be a lot of people who are never going to be happy with you. Yeah. You cannot please everyone. You cannot convince everyone. So I think my superpower is even though <laughs> you turn me down, turn my ideas down, you don't believe in what I say, I still believe in myself. And if plan A doesn't work, I'll work on another plan B. But I will make that. <laughs> Persistence. I love it. Not letting anyone stop you from doing what you want to do and accomplishing your goals. It's important. It's, it's hard to get into that mindset to the self-belief because there's so many external forces that, that keep us down. And of course, our own demons inside that, that are self-limiting beliefs, our self-doubt and whatnot. So good for you for doing that. I think the simple thing that I believe is, you know, you need to dream big. Yes. But start small. Yeah, there you go. Shraddha, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Success means being better than yesterday. I love that. Oh, amazing. I love it. <laughs> you are such an inspiration, Shraddha. I think that's we just overcomplicate success in terms of so many jargons, so many expectations that we have. But I think we should always break it down into smaller bits, which makes us feel happy. Because in the end of the day, Ultimately, that will what will matter for us is going to bed in a happy mood, contented mood, I'll say, satisfied, yeah. thinking that we've accomplished something at the end of the day. For and sure. That's what I love it. Shraddha, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? To be honest, something that I have learned in this entire journey is being empathetic. I think I never realized the power of empathy before because I was just any random person just being cognizant about the things that's happening around me, but never really paying a lot of attention or probably just ignoring it. Right. But in my journey till now with my, you know, after being associated with Fusia and driving it with the team of young, talented team of members coming from different countries and now catering to a community of so many, you know, belonging to so many ethnicities and age groups. I realized that empathy goes a long way and, you know, it, it makes you more human. It makes yeah. you feel more connected. And this is absolutely what I feel that the world is kind of missing. Yeah, I would agree with you. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Something that inspires me is my mom inspires me, to be honest. Typically because, you know, there are so many people around us on a day-to-day basis. They come across past our lives. But the small acts and gestures that they do sometimes really creates a deep impact. And my mom has been a selfless person, be it in any walk of life, managing all kinds of challenges, you know, right through the adversity to the good times, to the bad times, managing things, you know, getting married at such an early age and then managing the entire family of six. It's absolutely amazing. And that's something that inspires me because I realize that there are so many such, you know, ordinary people here, just yeah. like my mom, but not many of us actually give them the desired respect. A lot of us probably just take them for granted. Right. And I'll say the women today, they are taken for granted in a lot many aspects. Whereas sure. I feel that they are powerful. They are powerful from within. They have a lot of potential yeah. to, to be a leader in themselves. So that's what 
drives me and motivates me every day. Okay. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice that I've ever received is to always keep learning. And this has helped me because I was the one who always used to feel that during my school times, especially, I have been a person who used to crib about so many subjects. Oh, I have to keep on learning so many exams. (laughs) in colleges and whatnot. But then that's when I, so my mentor, he totally banged it you know, at the right spot saying that, yeah. you know, the best learning is you need to keep learning. Otherwise your growth gets stunted. That's right. For sure. What do you feel most grateful for in your life, Shraddha? I feel grateful for getting this opportunity to create a platform to serve so many women that I am doing right now. And I feel grateful for this I don't know, the serendipitous opportunity, I'll say, because I never realized and I could never even think in my dreams that I would come up with something like that, to be honest. And now that I see that I've impacted so many lives, I have impacted so many, you know, women, not just in India, but across the globe. Yeah. I feel grateful to God thinking that this is finally happening and I got this opportunity. Amazing. What are you most proud of? I'm proud of my entire team, I'll say right now. (laughs) My team is doing amazingly well. My team is directly or indirectly responsible for empowering thousands of women in our community, you know, making them self-motivated, making them self-confident and telling them the importance of self-belief. Yeah. And that's what makes me proud of. That's definitely something to be proud of. I mean, I'm still blown away by the growth of your platform and what you've created. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Shraddha, what is your personal motto? My personal motto is take charge of your own happiness. You need not be dependent on others. Like a lot of us, I think in a lot of, you know, I'll say specifically in women, yeah, the society expects that there are certain factors that impacts the happiness in a woman. Well, I say that, no, you are the one who needs to take charge. Individually, we need to take charge of our own happiness. We need to stop being dependent on something else to influence us, to make us happy. Let's do that. And, you know, that's the time when we would turn into a world which is fully empowered and supportive. And, you know, we would also be in an ecosystem which where we are helping each other grow. The only thing is, you know, we need to start thinking that we can create our own happiness. Yeah, for sure. Shraddha, what does the word empowerment mean to you? For me, the word empowerment means to be able to make your own decisions. Okay. You know, when you start feeling confident about yourself, when you start, you know, when you stop being dependent on others to give you some kind of validation, when you think that you are independent enough to go somewhere without any kind of support. Yeah. And when you are able to live your life on your terms is when I feel that a woman would be really empowered. What is one of your favorite quotes? One of my favorite quotes. Interesting. There are many, not just one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but one of my favorite quotes would be to err is human, but to forgive is divine. And that's typically because I feel that as human, we we do a lot of mistakes, but it's also important to make sure that we also forgive people. Of course, you know, the only reason why I brought up this quote is that in the end of the day, we all are humans. It's not just a rat race of becoming successful in one field or the other. Right. But it's always you have to go together in the society with each other. For sure. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? 
the biggest impact on me, of course, as I mentioned earlier, it's my mom. Okay. She has been a very strong woman, and, a very strong woman. And yeah, I think she is one person behind, you know, making me realize a lot of things that should ideally happen or that should ideally take place in a woman's life, how they should take decisions. Because I've seen my mom taking her own decisions. She has been like fully a very strong woman. I've not seen any woman like her. I mean, in, in our family, at least I've seen. So she has basically broken the glass ceiling in my family to begin with. And I look up to her. I love that. Okay, Shraddha, we're going to jump into a rapid fire section here now. So the next grouping of questions will just be two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Charismatic. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? Very chatty. (laughs) (laughs) If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To inspire others. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? I'll say that's love. (laughs) Okay. Entrepreneur life is? Exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That it is. (laughs) If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? The mindset. My favorite way to unwind is? A nice sauna bath. (laughs) What's the first thing you notice about a person? I notice the person's eyes. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? It'll be Read at Your Own Risk. (laughs) (laughs) The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? It was a podcast by Shelley Archambault. Okay. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Fusia is the unexpected blessing, I'll say. What would you say, Shraddha, are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Self-belief, uh-huh. integrity, uh-huh. and be a dreamer. I love it. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? I never give up. <laughs> I love that one. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? The best version of me. I'm already my best version and I'm getting better, I'll say. Okay. (laughs) But if I want to see myself as maybe a person surrounded by cheerleaders around me, I mean, cheerleaders in the sense who constantly keeps motivating me, inspires. So in that purpose, so I I like to keep myself surrounded with cheerleaders. And that's when I can bring out the best of me. Shraddha, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Focus on what you can control. Those are very, very wise words. So often we get caught up in all the stuff that we have no control over whatsoever and we get upset about it. We get angry about it and it just, it drags you down. And, and there's and nothing you can do. I've learned this. I've learned this over this because I used to do the same mistake. Yeah. And that's when I realized that, no, you know, I should focus on what I can control. Again, that's, that's a mindset piece. And sometimes it's pretty hard to get into that mindset and not let that drag you down. Right. Shraddha, lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds, 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? The last 30 seconds would definitely be about Never give up. You need to have the patience to play for the long term and the resilience to bounce back. So be ready to take risks and keep learning. I love it. Shraddha, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today. You are an incredibly inspiring woman. 
I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I'm so happy and honored to have had this time to sit down and speak with you about your journey. And I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you so much for making the time to join me and share your story. I appreciate you. Thanks. It was my pleasure and I enjoyed having this conversation, Brad. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Shraddha Varma. She is the co-founder of Fusia. Thanks so much, Shraddha. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Yep. Same to you, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.